0: Flashbacks, Flashbacks. past players, past legends, past legends. We welcome Roger James. AKA Lord Voldemort. We'll come back to that though. Um, so, Rog, just a cat, 76 games, 67 goals for Nord, 147 games, 87 goals for Port Adelaide. Uh, certainly their best finals player in 2004. 53, 53 games, only 262 goals for Kersbrook, Rog. And uh, of course, 79 games and 143 goals for Barossa District. So, you, only about half the number of games as, as your illustrious brother though. Uh, Roger, I think your bro, your uh, your injuries caught up with you a lot more than Brett, and I think poor young Archie's had more injuries already than Brett than Brett did in his entire life.
1: Yeah, I think you're right there with Archie. He's uh, he's had a bit of a bad oh, trot. So. So,
0: so that's just for people yeah. out there. That's uh, Brett's lad, and he's broken his arm again. So is that second or third time?
1: Uh, just... I think he's done his wrist a couple of times, oh, and now uh, yeah, his wrist a couple of times, and now his arm. So yeah. I think he's been three years in a row. Yeah, terrible luck.
2: So, mate, we might start off with your juniors. You uh, obviously started that at Kurzbrook, there.
1: Yeah, mate. Yeah, started down at Kurzbrook and um, played a few years there. I did have one year at Tree Gully in the under nines, and then went back to Kurzbrook. So, um, yeah, played all my junior career at Nord um, at, at Kurzbrook, and then obviously did all my underage at Norwood as well.
0: You had a bit of luck in your first, a bad luck in your first year, where you in '93 in the '17s, where you did a stress fracture of your left shin, Rog. It's a, a bit of a weird injury that one. It is, mate. I
1: um, I remember just kicking footies around, and it was getting sore and sore, and um, in the end, I, I just couldn't even kick footies, and it, it was, uh, I think it was the wet weather got to me as well because the ball was a bit heavier and. Oh, I couldn't work out what was going on. And yeah, in the end, I had a stress fracture. So um, I think I ended up missing, oh, I would have been eight or 10 weeks.
0: Yeah, you must have done a decent job of it. And then, of course, so 94, you really start to come the own. You win the 19s best and fairest, played a combination, yep. 19s of reserves. Should have made your league debut. Um, yeah, so a good year then. And then, of course, in 95, you really arrive with a bang. You made the advertiser team of the year in your first season which is very unusual and of course unfortunately we, uh, we uh, lost the prelim final to Centrals as well.
1: Yeah, I obviously um 94 was a bit of a, a weird one for me. I started playing Resis um and I did actually get told I was close to playing league footy at one stage. Um and then I had an incident on the a Thursday night training session where I wasn't listening and Craggy kicked me off the oval. Yes. I um, was well,
0: going to bring that one up, actually, yes. Yeah,
1: well, I thought I'd bring it up. Most people don't know the story. And yeah, and then did, um, sorry, kicked me off the training tack.
2: Did, did he actually get you off the oval?
1: Yeah, yeah. He told me to go in. So wow. So I got kicked off. Um, so I walked off. Um, yeah, went to apologise after training. We'll bar of it. <laughs> um, and then the next Saturday, um, five minutes into the reserves games, I got dragged and never came back on. And then spent most of the rest of the year in the 19th.
0: Bizarre. So, so no, that was, Craigie uh, had his. Mo- Craigie did have some moments like that. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, but saying that, I think he was trying to teach me a lesson of, um, and I understand why he probably kicked me off that, that not that night. He was telling a story, and I wasn't sort of listening. So, um, yeah, he, he taught me a lesson. It was a twelve-month lesson, but yeah. um, ninety-five, obviously. Um, yeah, I had a pretty good year under him.
0: And then you're one of the four players where you uh, got approached, and you just you know you've been approached by a number of AFL clubs, but decided to sign the four year deal with the, with the, you know the newly formed Port Adelaide. And so there was yourself, Michael Wilson, Warren Treadray and Peter Burgoyne. And as Bucky Cunningham said, it's the best twenty grand Port Adelaide have ever spent with that fine to nail you guys down beforehand. He was an astute administrator, Bucky.
1: Oh, Bucky was a legend, mate. Yeah, he, um, obviously there was a few of us um, that did sign that four-year deal. So, uh, And like you said, we we all end up planning that premiership. So it was a pretty smart idea by Bucky. Oh,
0: jeez. Well and truly. So, 96, you did your collarbone. You missed the prelim final, the bloody Scott Hodges game. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. I was in hospital then, Roger. I was actually reasonably crook. And uh, as... When Hodges kicked the goal, let's just say a radio may have come off second best, and a nurse <laughs> a nurse sprinted into the room at Burnside and because she thought I'd collapsed, and then gee uh, it was oh football is that all? And my reply certainly made sure I wasn't going to win the Patient of the Month award at uh, Burnside Hospital, <laughs> mate. So yes.
1: no, it was a shattering day from us yes. for the, the Norwood fans. Yes,
0: so ninety seven. So you. You, know, you you missed Port's first game, but you came in and debuted against Brisbane.
1: Yeah, I missed, uh, I actually played some pretty good pre-season footy for Port, and then um, I, I can't remember if I did a quad or something like that, but um, yeah, missed round one, unfortunate, because that would have been a buzz to play in the first game, but missed that, uh, and I think I ended up playing about round five yep. against Brisbane, so... Um, and ended up winning that day. Um, I think it was a really close game, and I think um, Stephen Paxman saved us in the final moments. That's right, I
0: do remember that now. Yeah,
1: yeah, he, um, he 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 took on about two blokes coming out of fullback and smothered stuff, and somehow won the won the footy and turned it over and saved the day for us. So yeah, a bit of a buzz for my first game.
0: Well, yeah, well and truly. But then, of course, more importantly, you'd played enough games to qualify for Nord, for Nord, mate. So.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. I think I played 17 AFL and well, three or four for Nord. You and only had
0: to play three to qualify.
1: Yeah, just to qualify. So I went back and played finals and, mate, well, lucky enough, I was uh, – had played enough as well. So we're both pretty lucky to get back there and play finals together.
0: Yeah, quite incredible because I think you probably played about eight games between nine, – eight or nine games between the two of you to play for Nord. Both come back. And yeah, as as you both, two of you both should have, you well and truly gnawed people, but delivered delivered in spades and yeah, a a great memory.
1: Oh, it was a fantastic memory. I mean, uh, Brett did it on a a bigger uh, scale coming from an AFL grand final and then playing in an SNFL one. But um, for me, like I think Brett, I listened to him the other week on this um, podcast that when we were growing up, NORD was everything for us. Um, to actually win a premiership, like Brett said, was was everything. So to get that that moment and actually do it was unreal.
2: So just, just to go back a, a step, uh, did you play together a lot, obviously for Kersbrook and then obviously followed you, your way through to NORD?
1: No, we didn't actually because every year That's I went great. up, he yeah. went up as well. So. Mm.
0: You probably you Um, play, and you wouldn't have played at all, of course, with Paul till later, either. No,
1: no, no. I think uh, one of our first games all together was two thousand and what was it? Two thousand and four. I think we all played together at South Adelaide one game. Wow! And I reckon that was that was probably one of our only game, our first game together. I think.
2: Wow! So does that make then the ninety seven premiership together even more special?
1: Oh, for sure. Um, To do it with your brother, I mean, um, to win a flag is is everything. But to if you can do it with your brother, it makes it extra special. So,
0: oh, look, and the fact you were, you know, Nord Nord people, as I said last week, and it's probably a bit easier that that it's you than Brett. Brett's speech uh, with you know being inducted the Nord Hall of Fame and where he really hammered the point that how much the '97 Nord side Nord premiership and it meant more to him than the AFL bit and there was a few of us, you know, pretty, you know, just absolutely. He It was a fantastic speech that night, and it, it really came from the heart, didn't
1: it? Oh, most definitely, mate. Um, and obviously, I mean, you look at him now, and he's still mad, Norwood. Like, yeah. we talk 40, and I mean, I know we're having a pretty disappointing year this year, but, um, yeah, we're still mad, Norwood. And um, every time I drive past the parade, you get goosebumps. I don't know why. Um, it's just that feeling of the
0: parade. Well, don't worry, he still checks out to make sure he can outrun the other opposition runner in the under six day under sixteen <laughs> yeah. he, he has a glimpse across to see their fitness. Yes, yes. So from there, you know, and that ninety eight. You only ninety eight. You had a you got injured as well, and yep. that and of course ninety nine. And I've always supported you on this one. That pass where bloody Tom Carr spoiled and. Yes, yeah. so that was a frustrating game, but now now we've got to the point here, Pete, where I said there was a point with with Roger. It's not quite as funny as Brett's ending yep. up playing uh, for Adelaide. I've the, waited to hear on, this one on all night. Steps. But give us the story: what happened? You were uh, so into '99. You're you're off for a drive from Lindock to Alberton, and uh, what what was about to happen, and what did happen, uh, Rog?
1: No, that that was actually at the end of 98.
0: Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah,
1: Yeah. so um, uh, obviously the trade period had started, um, and I didn't have a great year. So at the start of 98, I'd done my knee. I took over 50% of my cartilage out, and it really niggled me all year. So I had another clean out at the end of it, and um, Port were willing to trade me. So um, trade week, final day, Carlton were interested. So... I think they were going to try and do a deal. Jared Cotton and myself were yeah. going to go to Carlton. And I talked to my wife, well, not wife at the time. She was waiting, still my missus. Um, <laughs> and we talked about it. And I was like, well, I think it's my only option that Port don't really want me. Carlton do, so we're going to go. So that day we'd made up our mind that we were going. Um, my my manager at the time was Ian Brown, which is a, a a full-on Nord bloke back yeah, in the day as well. Yeah, that's right, yep. And uh, he'd come up to Kersbrook, actually, and we'd been talking about it, and I drove, we drove down from Kersbrook, got to Modbury, and Port rang us. And this was only half an hour or an hour before the deadline, and they said, look, the deal's fallen through. Carlton have taken Matthew Lappin. Um, enjoy your time at Port. So I still had, I think, a year to go on my contract, Um yeah, and yeah, I don't know how I felt about that, but I thought well not sure if Porter really that keen on me, but um obviously ninety nine came around and I'd played a fair bit of footy at Norwood in ninety nine. I think I played most of the first half of the year at Norwood. Um and then I finally got a I finally got a gig. I played West Coast, I think over there, played probably a quarter, got dropped. And then finally, I think I was an emergency for a Collingwood game on a Friday night in MCG. Someone pulled out. I played, actually played a right, and yeah, you, you went held my spot and away I went. So.
2: And who was the coach uh, for you during that time there?
1: Uh, in '99, it was Choco.
0: Yeah.
2: How did you find yeah, so Choco it, and his methods?
1: Love Choco. Yep. Um, as he was actually a school teacher, so he he uh, the way he did stuff, it was easy to learn, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the way he explained stuff, um, and he went out of his way to make sure you knew what you were doing as well. So yeah, I, I was wrapped with Jocko as a coach.
0: And you you also rated the late Peter Walsh, uh, Phil Walsh in terms of his ability to explain structures and setups and all that, Rog.
1: Oh, for sure. While she was on top of his game, um, he was one of the first blokes to bring in the video stuff with all our clearances. He'd go through it, and he had, he nailed everything on the head so well. So we'd go out and do stoppages, and he'd tell you where to stand, how to stand, where to position yourself, because you've already watched it on the screen. Everything made sense, and it, it was easy for you, if you know what I mean. He was uh, he was he was unreal, Phil Welsh.
2: Do do you think the late uh, great Phil Walsh would have won a premiership with the Crows if uh, he was allowed to finish what he started?
1: Oh mate, I definitely think he should have would have have took him close for sure.
0: Yep. And now, Roger, you had a couple of big games against Brisbane overall when you delivered the chocolates a couple of times.
1: Yeah, a couple of times. I was lucky enough in two thousand and two, our last minor round game. um, I think it was for the minor premiership that. yeah, I ended up playing alright, um, and luckily enough, I think I kicked the winning goal with a couple of minutes to go. Yeah. So, and, and then, then uh, I think it was the next year. I, I think we played them up there. Yes, mid mid two thousand and three. Bit of a different one, but I kicked the final two points for the game, so that got us over the line.
0: Uh-huh. Still, still counts. Um, and a, a, win's a, win's a win's a win. win. Yeah, wins a win. Yeah, exactly. And then, so let's go through to yeah. You know, you, you've now got established, and it was actually ironic with all those injury problems you had early. Then your body seemed to adjust, and away you went. So you've you played twenty four games in two thousand, twenty four in oh oh one, twenty four in oh two. So it was incredible that it went from one extreme to the other. And then yep. you, know, you keep the goal to secure the minor premiership. Seventeen games in oh three, and then nineteen and oh four. And your final series for Port Adelaide in 04, and this this is where the Lord Voldemort nickname comes from because it's all Roger's fault that Port won the premiership. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> his first, Against St Kilda, this doesn't get enough praise around the footy traps. How some person can have eight of the first 12 touches of their team's touches it was incredible. It was a really a you know, Wayne Johnson the dominator mm-hmm. performance, you know, Kevin Bartlett in an eighty and that brought his own ball you know, you and won Ports, to go near him. you won Port's best in finals award, but the prelim final when those ruddy Saint Kilda supporters ran on to celebrate Gehrig's hundred when Port were just about gone. So um that's gotta be where you sit back and just glow now that just what a vital part you were and it's got to be your crown and glory to, you know, in retrospect to a large extent, Rog?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I did play a big part in that game, I suppose. But um, like you said, I think Fraser's 100th goal helped us a fair bit so we could regroup. I mean, I know it was only, I think, he kicked the first two two of the game and then um, yeah, scored his 100 and everyone comes screaming onto the oval. and We sort of regrouped. Um, and then I think we actually went bang, bang and kicked two yeah. in a row to, to, yeah. to, to, to equal it. And then we're back on track. So, but yeah, I was lucky enough to play pretty well. But um, I look back then and if you watch the game, there was a heap of us that played really well. Ah, um, uh, bullshit. Watching, stop stop <laughs> downplaying it,
0: Lord Voldemort. Uh, well, it's well, your I've fault.
1: in the last quarter, kicked yeah, a couple of fantastic goals. Yeah. Um, Michael Wilson was courageous as ever. Um, Shawnee Burgoyne, what he does all the time, saved yep. us a a yep. goal late, but, I mean, you could talk forever about just about everyone that played that day.
0: Well It was a great game too, actually.
1: Oh, mate, it was a cracker. I don't think it got, between, got over 11 points for the
2: night. And I was going to ask, uh, obviously, with Sir Doug Nichols round this weekend, uh, Gavin Wanganine, I was going to ask, uh, playing next to, to Gav would have been an absolute treat.
1: Oh, to, to tell you the truth, to play with all the Aboriginals was a treat. Um, yeah. For some reason... They have something special about them. They can do stuff that no one else can do. I mean, I play, I was lucky enough to play with a heap of them. Uh, Gavin, the uh, Burgoyne's, Burgoynes, Pickett, uh, Pickett Shea Cockatoo Collins. Yeah. Um, there's a heap of them, and they're all special. Um, they can do special stuff. But the, well, obviously Gavin, he was probably
0: extra special. Oh, it's just his ability <laughs> to twist his body oh, and – Contort, yeah. Yeah, yeah. weird positions and then deliver. That- and it- it was funny because that night against St Kilda, he he had he hadn't done much, but mm. he delivered when it counted. Yeah, he he had a
1: saying back in the day that he could just flick the switch, and he was one bloke that could. That,
2: that
0: was at just Footy Park. Turn it
1: on.
2: That was at Footy yeah. Park, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah,
0: it was
1: at Footy Park. Yep.
0: So no. and then so 2005, your knee wasn't great, and uh, you only played ten games. Then you've uh, you go for a meeting at at, Rody, at Peter Rhodes' house and. You thought it was a bit more of a bit of a just to catch up with Rody and a chit chat for a head and uh, yeah, tell us what then happened, mate.
1: Yeah, well, um, yeah, obviously, end of 04, I had a knee operation. Um, they took the rest of my cartilage out and then did a, a, this new operation that didn't seem to work, but um, yeah, struggled all year. I think I ended up playing 10 games, like you said, Um and then Rody had been trying to contact me or, or, or catch up and just gen, generally ask me how I'm going and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, yeah, catch up, catch up, couldn't catch up. And then one day he said, we'll catch up at mine, we'll have a coffee. I was like, yep, no worries. He was living at Dulwich at the time. So I rocked up, he goes, you want a coffee? Yeah, no worries. And then he's like, oh, Choco will be here in a minute. And that's when alarm bells started ringing. I was like, shit, this ain't good. <laughs> wow. Um, and then Choco being Choco, he came out and explained it straight away and said, look, your body's buggered, it's letting you down. Um, I'm going to play kids for the rest of the year. Um, if I can give you a farewell game, I will. That didn't eventuate. But, um, yeah, that was the end of my AFL career.
2: That's, that's an unusual way to be told that your AFL career is coming to an end, uh, obviously with, uh, you know, Rhodey being there and also uh, Choco.
0: Tell you what, though, at least at least the coach had Absolutely. the, had the balls to do it himself, not is, handballing it to someone else. This so, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's quite an
2: unusual yeah. way of doing it, but, wow, that's that's great that he's looked you right in the eye and said, look, you know, this is what we think, this is what we're doing, and this is how we're going to do it.
1: Yeah, mate, I, I respect Choco um, for doing that. And in a space of probably 15 or 20 minutes, I went from playing AFL Thinking I was going to play next year to absolutely nothing, so um, I ended up playing. I think the last two or three games at Nord for yeah. the year, um, trying, but I probably shouldn't have even tried to play those games when he was that sore. But um, I ended up playing two or three games with Brett Paul, so um, that's the only probably reason I did it.
0: Trying to also let's go back. You one thing with Nord. I'm trying. I reckon it was South Adelaide the game where where we thought you were going to drown in the uh, Cooper's Corner pocket right <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: no nah, that was um that was against central, central, in central sorry
2: yeah.
1: yeah yeah i think it was myself and daniel healy we um,
2: <laughs> slid into that corner we, didn't Yeah, you? the
1: old the old drain wasn't working too well on that pocket by the pine tree so um she was sort of half flooded she was a wet and wintry day that one and it was a yeah, great the ball was photo there. sort of it was a great photo. I think it won photo of the year or something yeah. at some stage. So yeah, I've got a home here somewhere. So, okay. Yeah.
2: Just continuing on with your AFL career, uh, we obviously spoke with your brother last week, and you guys obviously didn't stand on each other too much during the showdowns, but you knew each other we were on the ground. Um, who got the upper hand, do you think? Um,
1: it's a hard one. I know he won a couple of battles, but I know a couple of times I – um. I won a couple as well, so Yeah, I just um, don't think
0: you really stood each other for very long. It was just your, Nah There's only bit.
1: parts of five or ten minutes here and there. But, but you
2: knew you knew he was there and he'd probably gonna be behind you at some stage to tackle tackle you.
1: Yeah, exactly. You, you sort of knew where he was at yeah. all the time, so yep. um that was probably in the back of your mind, don't get caught by Brett. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know one day he did catch me, so yeah. Jeez. He probably won that day.
0: We'll, we'll call it a nil- a, l- He's on a motorbike, was he? <laughs> to catch Jeez, no, he must have been crook, mate. Yeah.
2: We'll call it a nil-all draw.
0: And then you did a bit of coaching into onto the coaching world to start off assistant coach, so Norwood and then a year under Jars as well at North Adelaide.
1: Yeah, in uh, 2006, I didn't play footy anywhere. Um, I had a, an assistant coaching role under Trevor Hill. Um, so that that was good to go back to Norwood. Um, that was enjoyable, and then... Uh, I thought, nah, I'm going back to Kerswick. Brett had retired, Paul had retired yep. at the end of 06. And I was like, well, we're all going back to Kerswick to play footy. So um, we all played together in 07, 08 and 09. So that, that was a bit of a buzz. Um, I did did have a year at North Adelaide with Jars in 08. That was, that was really, really good fun. Um, um, and then Jars got sacked. So... Um, that, that was is it, the end of that. And then yeah, I went back home to Kersbrook and played.
2: Was Jars just as entertaining uh, on the ground as he was off the ground?
1: He was. Nah, he was um he was actually a really good coach. Um so I, I don't actually know why they got rid of him in the end, but um nah he was he was really good, Jars. So,
0: and then so at Kersbrook, and you so you played in a few flags together as well, the, the three the three of you, and it would have been great fun to play with and great for a chance for Apples to have a kick and a catch with you two as well.
1: Oh, exactly. As soon as um, Brett and Paul retired from, from Norwood, that was our goal was to all go back and play together. So um, we had three years there. Um, I played bits and pieces in 08, obviously, because I was down at North. But we had uh, three years, and we won flags in 08 and 09. Yep. And then, um, yeah, I eventually... Moved on and went, went, went coaching in the country by myself, yeah.
0: Yeah, Barossa District. And yeah, uh, go through that. and You coached a flag too, Rog?
1: Yeah, lucky enough. I've got two flags at Barossa. So yep. um, I, I went there in 2010 as a playing coach and I ended up there for six years. So um, we made the grand final in 2010 and got, got smacked by Tanunda. Um, they won pretty comfortably. um 2011, I think we actually got to the what was it? The, was a I'm not, I was going to say it was a prelim, but it's not a prelim. It was a
0: semi or something
1: like that. And um, we got done for playing 19 19 players, and it got our score wiped at three quarter time.
0: Can you get can you arrange that for North Adelaide so we can still win the flag in, in 18? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I was going to say, well, our, our scores got wiped. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, and then lucky enough. 2012 came along. I think Tanunda were going for their fourth or fifth in a row, and we came from fourth and knocked them off in the GF. So that was a pretty big buzz. And then we backed up in the following year in 13 and won that as well. So, and pretty good times at Brossa.
0: Yeah, and so you actually also mentioned too. I remember you mentioning about where you were having an average year, and then you won a game out of the blue, and that was it's one of your favourite footy footy memories.
1: Yeah, that was uh 2015. So after we went back to back, we lost a heap of players probably up to maybe 11 A graders. So we really struggled. I think we won the spoon in 14. Yep. And then in 2015 we we hadn't had a we hadn't won a game and I think it was around maybe 14 or 15. We played Galah Sentrals, centrals who were top and uh we managed to win that game and that like Coming from a year or two of not winning too many games, uh, to win that and beat the top team at, at home was probably one of my highlights um, considering we were such a young 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 team. And, yeah, it was just a, a massive buzz for the club that day and one of my favourite moments of the club.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get that. I, I remember the same, obviously, at the lower level, just playing self with Adelaide Union. We'd lost 14 in a row and we won – out of the blue, and mm-hmm. yeah, we celebrated that night. I reckon I celebrated that night as much as I did with any flag I played yeah. in. And
1: oh, so did we. So did we. Trust
2: just, us.
0: Yeah, just uh, you. Just, I think it's more the weird bit, the unexpected, and it's just kabang and into it, you know, sort of thing. And it yeah, obviously, hasn't yeah. had the grant, the build up of a grand final, so you're probably not as tense about it. And yeah, the uh, yeah the winners the winner was West End, the winner was West End and Coopers that night. That's for sure. <laughs> And then you went gone through, so you coached Udunda Robertson as well? Yeah, Udunda Robertson. I went up there for two years. That
1: was very enjoyable. Um, The people up there were fantastic. Um, We didn't win flags or anything like that. I think the best result was third. Um, But the people up there were just amazing people. And I've got friendships for life up there. Great people.
0: And you've been involved with Freeling now for for a while with of course, uh, with, Dom, with, Dom Shep- with Dom Shepley. So, yeah, a yeah, bit of fun there.
1: Yeah, a bit of fun there. I had 2018 off and then uh, I called in late 2018 and Dom was like, you interested in actually getting back into footy? I was like, you know what? I think I am. Um, and Scott Dutch, was coaching at the time. So yep. um, I ended up helping Scott in 2019. So... Um, that's how I got to Freeling. I ended up staying there for four years.
0: So now, what's what's the sporting world now? So with Kirsten, with obviously your lovely wife Kirsten, and MJ, Billy, and Indy, what are they up to, mate?
1: Yeah, mate. So sad days. I got no footy these days. Um, this is my first year, sort of out of footy. Um, yep. And sad days are spent running around with kids. Um, so I got I got Billy that does gymnastics. She gets dropped off at Teacher Gully at eight o'clock. Um, Indy plays netball down at Tango at 10 o'clock or something like that at Mile End and then MJ's doing a course in the city so We're we, we are flat stick on a Saturday.
0: Yeah, a bit of fun mate so. Yeah,
1: it's a bit different to watching Footy <laughs>
2: <laughs> First Saturday's off for quite some time By the sounds of it.
1: Yeah, it is Actually um, and it's Enjoyable too not to stress about You know, training and Recruiting and doing all that sort of stuff so and to spend some more time with the family is always good.
2: What are you doing for work these days, mate?
1: Uh, me, and a mate call, uh, me and a mate, Alex, we've got a um, civil business together.
2: Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so... You've we've been doing got,
1: that for uh, a while, haven't you? Yeah, probably the last 10 years or yeah. so with him. Yep. Yeah.
2: And does that mean the, the work commitments have sort of taken over the, the footy commitments? Yeah, for sure, mate. We
1: are, we are a flat stick at the moment. We're doing a subdivision in Gawler at the moment, so... Um, yeah, we, we can't even scratch our head at the moment. We're that busy.
0: All right, Rog. Best players played with? Played with?
1: Well, you can't go past Macca. Yep. Uh, Nord, But uh, Port-wise, I mean, I've played with some really good ones. You've got Wanganines, Burgoyens, um, Josh Franco's up there. But the best player i played with with is uh, with probably Treaders. Yeah, yeah. Michael Wilson... Mate.
0: Where did Michael Wilson, in terms of courage, you know, Michael, oh, mate, with, you with Macca.
1: Get, oh, for sure. Um, yeah. You don't get tougher than Michael Wilson. Like the, this, like he just never backed out of a contest. He played with broken shoulders. He yeah. He was. Um, he was, as they say, he was Port Adelaide.
0: He's incredible. Like, didn't he play so the, the 07 Grand Final? Okay, obviously terrible day for Port. <laughs> Enjoyable day for a lot of us, but yeah, um, terrible day for Port. But Wilson's shoulders were just absolutely stuffed, and he was just incredible yeah. as a competitor.
1: Nah, that was 04. Oh, sorry, 04. Yeah. That was 04. I think he missed 07 because he snapped his Achilles in the that's, finals yeah, before that. That's right. But um, yeah, 04, he couldn't even lift his shoulders.
0: And um, yet still delivered.
1: Still delivered. Yep, that was him all over. And even in the prelim, 2004 prelim against St Kilda, if you watch the game, he ran back with the flight yes. twice into traffic, I think, and yeah, I mean, unreal. Um,
0: did just didn't shirk it. As immensely respected as a, as yep. anyone in the footy trap, I reckon Michael Wilson. Absolutely, uh, Matty and, Primus and is just a genuinely
1: Ruckman great bloke,
0: Wilber. Yeah, I, I don't think I've yeah. actually ever met. Respect him enormously, but I don't think I've ever even met him. But yeah, loved him as a footballer. Yeah, you know. how couldn't you with just how mm. passionate he was? Absolutely, and, and anyone who puts you know their where fear you know, should have interrupted is mm. just immensely respected. The mattress is a ruckman as well.
1: Oh, Matty, yeah. I was lucky enough to play with him in 95 at yeah. North. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, he left and went to Fitzroy in 96, had a year over there, and then lucky enough he came back to Port. So, um, just an outstanding athlete, Matty Promise. Uh, and most people, a beautiful bloke. Um. Um, but as a ruckman, one thing I learned one day with Matty was if he was hitting it somewhere and he told you to get there, you got there. Um, I know this, this one time he said, look, just get to that spot. The ball bounced sideways and I was like, he's not going to get there. I've I've run to a different spot. He's got it to that spot, turned around and abused the hell out of me. So I thought, like, well, if he's going to hit it there, I'm just going to go wherever yeah,
0: he Yeah, can't argue thing. with that,
1: can you? Can't argue with that. And – uh more often than not he was he would get it get it to wherever you wanted to go now yeah,
0: i think the most shattering thing with matty primus was that he, getting with his then girlfriend now wife because mm-hmm. before that you don't get the nickname of mattress for nothing and as nord supporters <laughs> after a game the highlight was was what was matty going to bring along that night and geez he delivered on a few occasions
1: ah oh, mate he was a he was a good looking rooster
0: <laughs> uh best players played against mate
1: Played against? Oh, that's a hard one. Like, there's so many of them. Um, like you look at Brisbane, they are on mm-hmm. Bull Brigade back in the day, the Fab Four. Oh yeah. Um, and like really, they had more than four because Power wasn't even involved in that. don't think Lukey Power. Yeah. Um, but you got blokes like Scott West. I mean, Robert Harvey. I mean, the list goes on. You, you can't really nail anyone down if you know what I mean.
2: We often have a, a Mount Rushmore of of players that we, we pick, so we pick three or four because, yeah, it does get quite difficult uh, to, to name those players that you've played against. But, yeah, the Brisbane Fab Four would certainly be up there in most people's lists, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, well, you look at them and they all all won Brown, those You've got Voss, Ackermanis, Black. They all won. Um, and Lappin, he was the one that didn't, but I'll tell you what, he could play as he well. He was a as um, well. That
0: would have been pretty intimidating yeah, so- for the – for that grand final beforehand, thinking, oh, who've I got out of those four and what what roles I will have. But, yeah, you guys well and truly, you delivered on that day. And, yeah, Brisbane missed a few early, but you guys got on top and you had the game under your control, really, from probably reasonably early in the third quarter.
1: Yeah, I think um, we, we got off to a really good start and then Brisbane came charging back. So, by half-time, I think Brisbane had hit the front and uh, they were up by I think a couple of points at half time, but, but then
0: the third quarter, yeah.
1: Third quarter came halfway through the third, we started to get on top, and then uh, I think Wangers kicked two two late goals in the third that got us up, and then he kicked another two early in the last, and sort of away we went. So um, we knew we could outrun them. Um, we always had tremendous games with Brisbane, so we always knew it was going to be close, and they were lucky enough that they had a few injuries too, so. Uh, towards the end of the day they were slowing down and we, yep. we just kept powering on
2: just uh let the listeners in uh, what's the preparation like that obviously brisbane going along beautifully at the time you guys were all given specific assignments
1: Ah, uh, yeah we all, all knew what our roles were uh for sure um and,
2: and was that choco or was that more um
1: oh it was a combination of all the assistant coaches yep. choco um, we, we did so much research. We had video evidence of, of how we wanted to do stuff, um, how we wanted to move the footy, how they played. So um, by game day, it was drilled into you. You mm. knew exactly what you were doing.
0: I David, Pitt was, Pito, Pito was involved in it as Pito well. was yeah. a ruck coach. Yeah, yeah. Pitto
1: was a ruck coach.
2: So. Isn't it amazing that that was probably the start of where teams were scouting other teams on a more regular basis with a lot more video analysis.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I think, well, I'm not sure about this, but I think Phil Walsh was one of the first ones to do it. So um, he was before his time, Phil Walsh.
2: And now it's just stock standard for every game that they play.
1: Oh, exactly. Everyone does it now, and they they probably
0: probably go overboard on it now.
1: (laughs) Overboard on it now. Now they yeah. they protect the players. They can't kick the footies so yeah, many yeah. times, and yep. yeah, it gets a bit full on now.
2: What about coaches, mate? Uh, we've talked about players that you've played with and against. Uh, coaches,
1: um, obviously at Nord, I had Craigie. Um, I had Rody as well for a bit, um, and then I had John Gale at the start of Port, and then Choco was the most of my time at Port. So um, I was pretty lucky to have some pretty fantastic coaches. Alongside of some wonderful assistant coaches like Phil Walsh, Dean Bailey was there for a while. Alistair Clarkson, uh, Jeff Morris, I mean, the list goes on. They, they were all wonderful coaches.
0: I got a lot of time for Jeff Morris. I spent a bit of time with him around now because you know he's still with his scouting and the you know, commentating a bit of the junior, the fair few of the junior games. So I'm probably been at more junior games the last couple of years than I'd been previously for a long, long time. So, yeah, I actually sit with Jeff uh, at, he, at games, and a, he, he is a great man.
1: He is a great man. Um, I remember he used to come, like me and Dewey, do um, some extra training, and old Jeff Morris, he'd come around and limp along with us and do the work. Like, um, Yeah, he, he was wonderful. He, he'd help me out any way possible, old Jeff Morris.
0: He's a bloody good player too. Don't worry about that. He
1: was. Yeah, Australia, real good player. yeah. Unbelievable
0: kick too. Yes. Hey, Rod, greatly appreciated. Thank um, you, mate. Um, nah, no yep. worries. Um, yeah, I'm solo to Apple. Please solo to Kirsten and all the best to the thing. And yes, as I said, the Lord Voldemont nickname is in, is in affection to uh, with Roger and I think Roger's got me stored because he's used to me calling him that and his phone stored <laughs> in that way. So <laughs> it's a bit of fun between us. So thanks, Rod. Greatly appreciated. No worries.
1: Thanks, guys.
0: Thank you, mate.